0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated.
1: Tech Guide, episode 502. Thanks for joining me once again. Great to have your company on the show. This is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show... Google teases its new Pixel devices, including the Pixel 7 smartphone and Pixel Watch. Sony has unveiled its new flagship WH-1000XM5 headphones. And if you love Wordle... We've got some other similar games for you to try. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the DJI Mini 3 Pro drone. We'll also take a listen to the JBL Tune 230 NC earphones. And Sonos has released a compact and affordable soundbar. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected. And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Google held its annual I/O event last week, and a few announcements. the The, the announcement for the first announcement they made was about the Pixel Six A. This is the new smartphone, the more affordable smartphone that's going going to be released in July. Uh, and the price wise, it's it's seven ninety nine. It's going to be available on July twenty eight. Now, this is a cheaper. Pixel device. Remember last year they, they did the Pixel 6, which was uh, the first phone with Google's very own Tensor silicon under the hood. So very much doing, very, taking a leaf out of Apple's book here. So their own silicon, their own hardware, their own software. Now, the 6A... Is it's like the iPhone SE, so it, it's it's it doesn't have the same flagship stand, those top shelf features, but it does have the same performance with the Tensor chip, the same speed and processing power. So it's like the iPhone SE version of the Pixel Six. So the Pixel Six A be out in July. Uh, pre-orders kick off July twenty one but the interesting thing was the look ahead the tease of the upcoming devices that oh, that was a lot of uh, that showed more, most interest and the pixel 7 is they gave us a, a tantalizing glimpse of the device and design wise i think that that abrupt camera bump which a lot of people were, are not fans of they have slightly modified it i don't know whether it's slightly smaller the, the bump is it protrudes quite a fair bit from the back of the phone. Uh, not sure whether it's it's going to be that same size on the back, but it, it appears the lenses have been uh, included. The housing of the lenses on the back of the phone just looks slightly different. And again, this is going to include the latest version of Google's Tensor chip. So even faster performance, The la- it enables the latest tech. Now, they also, they also unveiled a new Android tablet. So the a Pixel tablet will also be uh, including the Google Tensor processor on board as well. So there's a whole family of products heading our way. The one that caught my eye, though, was the Google Pixel Watch. And this will be the first ever watch created by Google in terms of both the hardware and the software. We know they have created the software to run their wearable devices, which other companies have used. And now, just like Apple, Google has stepped in and created their own hardware to work with their own software. It's got a circular domed design, so round, but the glass is actually a a shallow dome on top, and it also has a tactile crown on the right-hand side, and it's made of recycled stainless steel. And of course you can accessorize the watch with customizable bands so you easily swap them out if you want to match your outfit or your mood however you want to do it it's again uh, another another thing you can add to the watch just like you can with Apple Watch I guess you can swap them out whenever you want Now the other product that we have a finished there there's also a pair of earbuds heading our way the Pixel Buds Pro And these are premium earphones, they've got active noise cancellation, and it was built with a custom six-core audio chip, and this is running Google's very own algorithms here. Now, they've got built-in sensors that monitor the pressure in your ear canal to ensure added comfort for hours of listening. Interesting development there. There's also a volume equalizer as well, so it can balance the sound as you adjust the volume. So really looking forward to seeing those. So if you can take a look at the big picture here, Google seems to be creating a similar ecosystem as their opponents over at Apple. So you've got a phone, so hardware, software, and the silicon. You've got a watch, hardware, software running as well, pair of earbuds, and a tablet. So that's very much like the iPhone, the Apple Watch, iPad, and AirPods. This is Google's version the Pixel 7, Pixel Buds Pro, Pixel Watch, and the Pixel Tablet. So stay tuned for those. They are expected. uh, The Pixel Buds Pro, they are coming out in July with the Pixel 6A, but the Pixel Tablet and the Pixel 7, as well as the Pixel Watch, I expect to see them around October. So normally the pixels drop about a month after the new iPhone. So keep an eye out for that. We'll tell you more as we find out and find that out from Google. But it is a tantalizing look at some upcoming products. If you want to see them up close, you can check them out on our story at techguide.com.au.
0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: Sony. Has come to the party with an announcement. It's their new headphones. These are well, m- considered by many to be the best noise cancelling headphones you can buy. I think they the in in this in this stratosphere of of devices, you're looking at the Bose headphones and maybe the Apple Apple Air, Air AirPods Max, whatever their headphones were called. Uh, the also the the Sennheiser headphones are pretty good in this space as well. But Sony seemed to be a favorite among customers, uh, and they've now unveiled their very latest version, the WH-1000XM5. These are wireless, noise-cancelling headphones, new technology on board, so better noise cancellation, better sound. They've even been redesigned a little bit. I do like the subtle redesign and they, uh, they're finished in the soft fit leather. They've got synthetic soft materials, so they fit around your head nicely to ease the pressure off your ears. What, but having the ear cups as well, they still help block out external noise. But on the noise-cancelling side, they've got two processors that control eight microphones to detect and reduce the noise, especially in that mid-frequency range. Uh, they've also got an optimizer control system that, uh, that, that takes a listen to your surroundings and so automatically makes those further adjustments. So the result is even better noise cancellation. So you can drown out that external sound or if you need, you might be on public transport or you might want to just focus on your work. You might, live in, you might work in a really busy office and you want a little bit more peace and quiet to get the job done. Now it's got an integrated processor V1. Now this helps helps with Sony's HD noise cancelling processor, the Q1. Uh, it's got a 30 millimeter driver unit that is specifically designed to improve the effectiveness of the noise cancellation as well. So expect the already excellent noise cancellation to be even better on the new Sony headphones. Of course, Sony want to improve sound quality and the bass as well. I think bass, you've got to have the right balance there. And the 30 millimeter driver is made of rigid carbon fibre composite material. And this material is said to boost high frequency sensitivity. So you're hearing more natural sound thanks to that material. You can also enjoy high-resolution audio with or without cables. That's a big one because normally you connect cables to ensure the strength and the the size of that signal and the quality of that signal. But thanks to Sony's audio coding technology, LDAC, you can enjoy that high-res audio as well. They also have upscaling with the DSEE Extreme. This has been around before, but I'd say this version is going to be better so it can upscale your music, a little bit like upscaling your video content to 4K and 8K. This can upscale it to more high-res quality. The Sony headphones are also 360 reality audio certified. That's no surprise. So you can enjoy that even more immersive experience. Uh, One thing they've paid a lot of attention to, and a lot of headphone companies tend to do this, is call quality. I think they the idea of taking off headphones or earphones to make a call, I think these audio companies just really don't want that to happen. They of course want you to be able to seamlessly switch from your content to a call. And what Sony's done here is they've they've added four beam-forming microphones and an AI-based noise reduction structure that is designed to isolate, pinpoint your voice so they see where your voice is coming from and isolate your voice precisely from the background noise. So it's got a new wind noise reduction structure as well. So between that, between the noise, the pinpointing your voice and the noise cancellation, the noise wind noise reduction, you, you, the person on the other end is going to hear very minimal background noise, whether you're in a busy office or walking along the street, wherever you happen to be, it's going to be a pretty clear call. There's also adaptive sound control as well. So it does also automatically adjust the sound to suit your surroundings. Speak to chat is also back again. So that means you can as soon as you start talking, stops the music. As soon as you as soon as you start talking, stops the music. As soon as you stop talking, music resumes. And the old thing we always say with this feature it means you can't sing along with the music if you start singing along with the music the music's going to cut out so uh, maybe turn turn that feature off in the app if you don't want to you don't want if you want to sing along with your favorite songs the WH1000XM5 headphones also support Google's new fast pair feature so if you're an Android user, that's good news. It'll come up on your screen as soon as Bluetooth's turned on. You'll see an icon on the front of the screen. Uh, Apple users will recognise this whenever they put pair of pair uh, AirPods or any or like Beats headphones, any any, any uh, of those devices. It normally it's a really seamless pairing process. So that's what Fast Pair is offering for Android users. So uh, iPhone users, you know exactly what uh, what they're going to expect there. Now let's talk battery life and this is really impressive 30 hours of battery life. So imagine even the longest flights you've got so that's you could go Sydney to LA LA back to Sydney and not have to charge the battery. That's pretty good. I think it's, what is it, 12 hours there, 13 hours back? So what's that, 25 hours of flying with on this one charge. That is really impressive. And the good thing, too, is that if you're in a hurry, if you haven't charged the headphones, you get three hours of listening time with just three minutes of charging using the USB power delivery. That's USB PD. The Sony WX1000XM5 headphones are priced at $649.95, and just to confirm that, I did check with Sony, and that is the actual price. I've seen it uh, lower, but it is uh, the standard recommended retail is $649.95. They are going to go on sale in late June. I do expect that price to, to probably come under 600 bucks once it gets in retail, but uh, we can't wait to get our hands on a review unit and listen to, they are among our favourite headphones to to listen to. I'm um, looking forward to seeing the 1000XM5 version. You want to read more about the Sony headphones? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, I don't know about you, but, Part of my daily routine now is solving the Wordle puzzle. Now, for those of you not, who aren't aware of Wordle, Wordle is a, a word puzzle game where you get six attempts to guess a five-letter word. So how it works, you, you type in your word and the letters in the correct place are green. The letters that are correct but in the wrong place are yellow and the letters that aren't in the word are gray so that so right off the bat in the and the keyboard at the bottom of the screen also reflects that as well so you can't you'll see the blacked out letters or the green letters or gold letters to so you know exactly what you've got to choose from it's become uh, quite, quite a thing. A lot of people have been playing it for a while. The New York Times actually purchased the puzzle. Uh, now they own it. But I have got on Tech Guide a list of other similar games. It's created quite a craze. Uh, if you, uh, and the idea of Wordle 2 is that it's only one puzzle per day. So you can only solve it once a day. It's not like an app you can play all day long. And it's the same word for everybody. And you, anyone who follows me on Twitter, I do, I do tweet my my result every day. And the, the result, by that I mean, you see the green and, and yellow squares and grey squares. So you're not giving away the puzzle, but you're just giving away how many lines, how many lines it took for you to solve it. I'm, i I average about four lines. I think I've had a few threes, about a two. I think about even one one liner. But if you're into if you're into Wordle and you've solved the today's puzzle and you want to try your hand at other similar puzzles, then we've got a selection for you. Let's go through them. These are all on Tech Guide 2, by the way, with links to all of them. So if you want to get afterwards check them out, you can go to the site and click on those links and you'll be able to play them online, similar to, similar to how you would play Wordle. First one, if you're a movie fan, movie doll. And how this works, you get a one-second glimpse of a flash of scenes from a movie. So if you can see in that one second and recognise those flashes, it's like the movie plays in one second. You see all these these flashes, and if you can guess, I've guessed it in a first try a few times. You know, some iconic movies where you just those little images stick in your mind, and they you do see them. Uh, they do stick out. But if you miss that turn, then the next turn adds another second to the play. So you get a two second flash of the movie and so on you get up up to six goes. You can also skip a turn just to get another second without having to write a, write a guess in the box there. Next up is nerdle and think wordle but instead of a word you guess the equation. So the elements of nerdle include an equal sign the zero to nine numbers along with the plus multiply and divide so if you got a you got a guess like wordle six you've got six guesses to guess the equation next one is wordle off and it's wordle but you're playing against somebody so you you play against someone online so imagine words with friends but on the uh, uh, on the clock and you can see the other person's attempts so you know how you when you, you make your attempt where I said the green is right right letter in the right place, gold is right letter in the wrong place, and black or grey is the letters not in the word you can see your opponent's guesses. So if you if he's he or she has got the similar going, you can see their workings as well. So it's a little bit like a race. If you're competitive, then wordle off is the game for you. Next is global, and global is spelled B-L-E like instead of B-A-L, just to match the wordle craze. And this is you need to, uh, then you got to guess the country. So this country is designated, you guess the country, and you can judge your accuracy by the colour. The deeper shade of red means the closer you are, and you also get unlimited guesses. So if you're not really good at geography, it might be a very long game. Next up is Absurdal. This is Wordle, but taken to the extreme with the game taking your correct letters and removing them and creating a new target word with your remaining letters with each turn. So remember I said the green is in the right place and gold is is in... Right letter, wrong place. So each attempt, the word, the, the letters you select are removed. So you've got to come up with a guess for what the remaining word is with the with the remaining letters available to you. And the further you go, of course, the less letters there's going to be. So it'll make it a lot easier to to guess. But that's absurdal. Next up is primal. Primal is to guess a five-digit prime number. Now, if you don't know what a prime number is, it's a number that can only be divided by itself and one. So go hard there. And again, like Wordle, gold, right letter, right number, wrong place. Green is right number, right place. So have a crack at that. Now, what about music, your fans? You, you music fans, Hurdle is another one. And what you can do, you can guess the objective. You start off with trying to guess the song, listening to just one second of its intro. So if you if you're a bit of a music music fan, you know your music, then this could be the game for you. Hurdle with each wrong guess adds two seconds, then three seconds and four seconds and so on, until by the end you get up to you get to hear up to 30 seconds. So that's pretty good if you love your music. Now, you Lord of the Rings fans, I knew you couldn't resist. There's Lordle of the Rings. And so it's basically Wordle. But the letters, the words are taken from Tolkien's Middle Earth. So if it's Shire or whatever five letter word happens to be used in the Lord of the Rings universe, this is the game for you. And finally, we've got Poster Duel. Poster Duel is you guessing the movie poster. So what it does, it starts really heavily pixelated. And then when you press play, with each second, it gets clearer and clearer. But as time passes, your score drops. So the faster you can guess, the better. So if you're into your Wordle type games, we've given you some solid uh, some solid alternatives there. And as I said, all of those those games uh, they're linked on tech guide. So if you want to check them out, you can see the there's a little snapshot of each of the each of the games and a link so that you can play them on site. So if you are on, on the site online. So if you want to check out those wordle alternatives, you can find them at techguide.com.au.
0: Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented Game Optimizer technology can help maximise gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide.
0: And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec.
1: Kicking off the reviews this week, we are talking about the DJI Mini 3 Pro Drone. This is a this is a little cracker. This drone. It was officially announced late, la, uh, middle of last week. I was lucky enough to have it for about a week before the official announcement, under a heavy embargo, of course. And I had a chance to fly it and review it actually uh, in time for that announcement. And I've got to say, I'm really impressed. Not only has DJI fit all of these great features into a, into a little drone, uh, it's got longer flight time, improved features, better camera but it's also, it weighs 249 grams, so under that 250 gram mark. Now, that's important. The 249 gram weight is important because it means, and this is according to, to CASA, the Civil Aviation and Safety Authority, you can fly within the 5.5 kilometers of a controlled airport. So it's because it's so small, but you still have to follow the rules. So you can't go above 120 meters altitude, can't fly within 30 meters of people or buildings. But because of its size and weight, you can fly within the 5.5 kilometers of a controlled airport. And the other thing too, weighing less than 250 grams means that the DJI Mini 3 Pro drone does not have to be registered. Now that's important, I think, if, if if you want to travel with this drone. So, there's similar regulations and policies in other parts of the world. So, you're able to fly the drone in those countries legally without having to register that the device, the drone. So, I think uh, it's, it's that sort of grab and grow mentality, grab and go mentality where you can take this with you on your travels. It, 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 there's nothing to discourage you from doing that. If you were to take a larger drone that, that is above that 250 weight limit, then it it could be problematic because you do have to register it and all those things. So the fact that it's under 250 is a massive achievement here for DJI. And as I said, they've not only improved the quality and performance of the drone, but also uh, all the things like the flight time and everything else, which we'll get into right now. Let's talk about the design and one thing I really like about it, again, once it's folded up, it fits literally in the palm of your hand. It is quite small and light, as we know, two forty-nine grams. And that weight, by the way, is with the battery in it as well. Uh, there is a larger battery. You can get the plus battery that'll take your, it'll give you more flight time, but it will take you above that two hundred and fifty gram limit. Uh, the thing with the the new this new drone is it has had a slight redesign in terms of its shape and its aerodynamics. So what it's done is it's given it a more aerodynamic body tilt when hovering, but which straightens out when it flies forward. And what that does, straightening out when it's flying means there's less wind resistance. So it's sort of a, a smaller target in the air for the wind. So that reduction in wind drag really improves the performance. So it's a lot more energy efficient. There is also, they've increased the propeller size as well. So more propulsion efficiency as well. And those two efficiencies add up to that improved flight time. 34 minutes you get with the the new DJI Mini 3 Pro. And that's a long time to fly. What I normally do, and I did this during my testing, I always set my my warning for low battery when the battery reaches 25% uh, capacity. So when there's 25% left on the battery, that's when I'll get my warning. I prefer to get it then than at 10% because that, that could be too late because I might be 300 metres out to sea and I need to get back. I just don't want to put myself in that position. That's why I like to get that warning nice and early. And I noticed with this drone, when I did get that warning, I still had about eight minutes of flight time, which is huge, which is huge. The, the, normally on, on my larger drone, I've got the Inspire 2, that normally gives you about 25, 27 minutes perhaps on a on a full on two full batteries. And so having that additional time it really is really helpful. So if you're if you're in in a particularly good spot, and you want to get grab a lot of video and everything before you land, you've got plenty of time to do that with the improved battery time. The let's talk about the camera. Of course, this is uh, another very important feature, and the Mini Three Pro has a one one point three CMOS sensor, larger pixels, got an aperture ratio of f one point seven. Now, what the result here is, you're getting four K HDR video, sixty frames a second, forty eight megapixel images too in the raw format. There is 2x zoom while shooting 4K up to 3x shooting in 2.7K and up to 4x zoom in full HD. There's also a slow motion mode if you shoot at a uh, 1080p at 120 frames per second. What, HG, uh, what what DJI has also done is include a D-cine like color mode. So it does punch out this richer color, more detail. The high dynamic range also comes into play, so there's more highlights in the lighter and darker areas of your videos. Uh, It is noticeably improved over the previous models. The Mini 3 Pro drone, we flew off the coast of Sydney and uh, over Little Bay and around uh, the South Coogee area. You can check our video out on our Tech Guide review on uh, on our site there. The YouTube video is embedded there. You can uh, see me and hear me talking about the drone as well as look at my footage as well. Uh, you can check that out for yourself and judge for yourself if I'm a decent pilot or not. Uh, the I think the, the video came out nice and smooth and just the colours were really beautiful and punchy and bright. It looked amazing. Um, the DJI is also, this is what I like about it. they they they've also adapted the way, the way people can shoot as well. And you think about how we are consuming video content nowadays, a lot of it's in portrait mode. You think about it, we're on our phones, we are using TikTok and looking at Instagram reels and those are portrait modes. So what DJI has done, they've introduced true vertical shooting mode. So basically it flips the camera onto its side and allows you to shoot in that portrait mode which means straight away you can straight off the off the back of your shooting there's no need to readjust anything you can they're ready to share on social media the the des, the redesigned gimbal the, the gimbals had a bit of a redesign as well. It's been re-engineered, I should say. So what what is they've done is they've allowed you to now rotate ninety degrees. So you are you are sorry. Now that, that's the true vertical mode. You can shoot upwards from a low angle. So you can shoot rotate to ninety degrees to shoot your TikTok videos. But now you can also shoot upwards from a low angle. So you can shoot almost it's 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 almost shooting at right angles. You are sort of shooting. And you can point the camera almost directly upwards. So you might be flying in one direction, but the camera is pointing up at ninety degrees from where you are, from from its plane. So it does allow you to take those dramatic low shots too. So if you're near, maybe you want to shoot looking up a cliff or up a tree or something like that, you can do that. Or so it does give you those added options. It's got, of course, Active Track 4.0, so you can track yourself or someone else, and it'll sort of zoom along right behind you if you're running or riding your bike or whatever you happen to be doing. Active Track is a really cool cool feature. It's also got the usual quick shot mode, you know, like uh, the droney, the helix, the rocket circle. Uh, that, that's, that's kind of standard now on the DJI drones. But you know what's really impressive is the safety sensors. There's three of them, three. So they've got front, behind, and below. And this is so that you don't accidentally fly into a tree or back into a wall, and and for it to be included on a drone of this size is also remarkable. It is, it is pretty cool. Now, one downside of this smaller drone, and the rules state that you have to keep line of sight on this drone, and... I found being so small, it didn't have to go far before you, you you couldn't really make it out clearly. Now, line of sight, according to the law, is not only be able to see the drone, but also know, just by looking at it, its orientation, in other words, what direction it's facing. Uh, and... That that's part of getting your drone license. I'm going to talk about drone licenses in the help desk a bit later. But uh, I found it. I don't know whether my my my, far, my, my you know, eyesight's pretty good for looking distant. I do need to glasses when I'm reading, but looking at far away objects, my eyesight's 20/20. 20, 20. So I I wasn't quite able to make it out, even if it was two, three 400 meters away. It was very hard to see it. Uh, maybe they need to change the colour of it I, I don't know, the, the sort of beige colour sometimes sort of can, can fit in with other colours and uh, especially against like if there's clouds in the sky it's almost the same colour as a cloud but yeah, that's the only downside it, it is easy to lose sight of I don't know whether your eyesight's better than mine but uh, that, that, that was an issue that I found now with the drone, we use the DJI RC. That's the uh, remote control with the 5.5 inch display built in. So you can buy different versions of the drone with the regular remote that you use your phone with, or with the built-in remote, the built-in screen. I'd recommend paying another. I think it's 120 bucks. To you get or 170 dollars it is to get the remote with that in built-in screen just saves you having to stuff around with your phone and cables and all that. It is really it's a cableless experience because it all connects wirelessly. If you've already got the screen built into the remote, yeah, that is uh, it does make it a bit easier. The screen, by the way, is crystal clear even in the bright sunlight it is still really easy to see. So you're not going to get, there's no reflections. You're not going to be uh, unable to see the screen clearly. So highly recommend you upgrading to that RC remote as well. Uh, I've already spoken about the battery life, 34 minutes. Remember, I also mentioned the Intelligent Battery Plus. Now this weighs 40 grams more than the regular battery. And that takes your flight time up to 47 minutes, which again, remarkable. That's, That's three quarters of an hour. That was unheard of five years ago. Uh, Five years ago, if you got to 15 minutes, it was a miracle. That is a really big achievement there. And all, uh, as I said, with the normal battery under 250 grams, with the plus battery, unfortunately, with that added added 40 grams, it's going to take you over that 250 gram limit. The DJI Mini 3 Pro is going to go on sale on May 17, that's this week, and you can pre-order it or order it once it comes out. Uh, The Mini 3 Pro is $1,119 with the normal remote, so you've got to put your phone on it, or $1,299, you get the remote, you get the Pro DJI Mini 3 Pro and the DJI RC, that's the remote with the built-in screen. I highly recommend paying that extra, what is it, $170, and I think you'll get a much better result there. Well, that's $100, 180 bucks. The uh, Mini 3 Pro, our full review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, I get asked quite often questions about what what a good, a good pair of earphones to buy, and people of course that there are there are boxes that they have to tick it's good they've got to be they've got to offer good audio quality big tick they've got to have active noise cancellation another big tick they've got to have good battery life big tick and they've got to be value massive tick and the one that i found that fits in that mold is the jbl tune 230 nc and these are priced at under 150 bucks 149.95 so these little things really punch above their weight big time now these earphones they've got the little stalks they look they look like apple's airpods uh, they do have that short stalk so it sits outside your ear yet still offer a nice snug fit inside your ears there's also a silicon tip to make it even more secure as well so there's a tiny little wing so it does sit inside your ear quite comfortably and quite securely. It is also water-resistant and sweat-proof thanks to the IPX4 rating. So you can use these exercises. You can't swim in them, okay? So that's your exercise. Don't be swimming in them, but it can handle light rain and sweat, things like that. So, yeah, don't take it for a swim. But they are still IPX4 rated, and they have a 6 millimeter driver, and they have jbl's trademark pure bass sound which nice nice quality not too over the top nice balance there now it does have active noise cancellation it uses two microphones to listen out for that ambient sound and then generate a reverse sound wave so it it get, gets rid of that so you can focus on your content. Now, active noise cancellation means that it does require these microphones to remove that sound. Passive noise cancellation, for those wondering, is where the silicon tip creates the seal in your ear And that's kind of your noise cancellation. That's passive. It means there's no microphones or any kind of electronics at work to detect and reduce that outside noise. But active ANC, active noise cancellation, does use several microphones. In this instance, it's two microphones to to get rid of that external noise. But... I've got to say, look, the ANC on this isn't the best we've ever heard. Still, though, punches above its weight, punches above average. Uh, they also have the ambient aware, so that's kind of your pass-through mode where you can hear the outside world. Uh, now, in terms of audio quality, JBL always deliver really nice, big, bold sound, uh, that really nice bass, nothing too over the top. It is really solid audio quality for, for 150 bucks. If I put a if I put these like a blind test for people to try on and, and just listen to, they would say these are worth four four hundred dollars. They do sound really impressive. There's uh there's even a way if you if you do love to to jump into the to the companion app, there is a uh you can there's some presets there. You can also use the custom equalizer, little little bit of improvement if you want to change it around, but. I found out-of-the-box still sound, sounded pretty good. Uh, there's also uh, shortcuts to you can From the app, you can uh, you do things like activate the active noise cancellation and ambient aware. You can also program your gesture controls. With my one, I had it as on the left one, tapping it was noise cancellation and tapping it again was ambient aware. So toggling between noise cancellation, ambient aware, double tap, let me have the talk through. Uh, tap and hold let me talk to Siri. The right hand was for my navigation and control. So tap to play and pause, double tap next track, triple tap previous track, uh, So you, and you can adjust them how you like. So it does have the gesture controls as well. Uh, I'm really pleased with these, and and the the case is also quite small as well. Now, the battery life, again, a massive feature here, 10 hours in the earphones alone. 10 hours, and you get an extra 30 in the charging case. So that's 40 hours all up. The charging case is nice and small. I do love the fact that there were indicator lights on the front of the case. So it does tell you the level. There's three lights. Obviously, if they're all lit up, it means you've got a pretty full battery. If they are if it's two, you're two-thirds. If it's one, you're a third. So you know at a glance exactly what your battery level of the case is. A lot of people, because that, that, they don't have that on other cases, they do tend to forget to charge them, and then their ephones obviously then get, don't, don't get charged. So I do love that feature as well. The JBL Tune 230 NC NC stands for noise cancellation. Uh, the JBL Tune 230 NC really does tick all the boxes that I mentioned. Good audio quality, active noise cancellation, uh, nice fit, value, good battery life, 149.95. Available in three colors too. Black, white, and blue. So uh yeah, 149.95. If you want to read our complete review, check it out. Techguide.com. Well, Sonos has just announced a new soundbar. They've already got the Sonos Arc, they've already got the Sonos Beam. Well, now there's an even smaller, more affordable soundbar called the Sonos Ray. Now this is a compact soundbar, yet it does create quite a big sound to improve your TV home entertainment experience. And the compact size is a winner here because it easily fits in front of your TV without getting in the way. You know, some of soundbars are quite tall, and if your TV's low to the to the to the entertainment unit, then if it doesn't have like tall legs, it could actually be sitting above the bottom edge of the TV, so it's actually covering part of your picture. With this, no such problem. The, the Ray is quite small and compact, yet does offer those crisp sound. There's under the hood, there, there's these new acoustic innovations. So they've even got a dialogue booster. So you can, the, the, the voices sound a bit clearer. It does have the nice balanced surround sound and bass. Uh, there are wave guides inside that can project the sound around the room and and also process it so that it accurately positions the elements around your room. So you're in the middle, so you're hearing all this stuff going on around you from this tiny little soundbar at the front of the room. There's a proprietary reflex system, so it can precisely, it'll harmonize precisely with the mid and high range frequencies. Like Sonos engineers are no slouches, right? So they've, they've really gone hard to, to tune Ray to perfection. So they're giving you the, not only great technology on board, but with Trueplay, this is a, you can take the Sonos app and you can adjust your room or take a reading in your room, and that'll adjust the sound. It'll optimise the sound for your space. So it'll send these signals out. You walk around, it'll know the size of your room, what the furniture is, all that sort of stuff, and makes it sound better. Now, I mentioned earlier the dialogue enhancer, the, the, the Sonos speech enhancement means you don't, like how often have you rewound something to say, what did they say? I didn't hear that quite properly. Well, you won't have to do that again, thanks to the Sonos speech enhancement. And here's another cool feature. If you're up late at night, there's a night sound mode. So what this does, it in, it reduces the intense loud effects. So if there's an explosion, loud noises. It drops them down so you can watch the movie Still enjoy it all, but those loud noises late at night—you're not going to wake the whole house up. I think that's uh, that's going to be a popular feature. That one, uh, and of course, once it's connected through your TV, you can uh, then control the your TV. About to control the soundbars volume, uh, and also then all the pass through from your movies, music, all your streaming services will all come through the Sonos Ray as well. Uh, you can also set up Sonos Ray really easily through the Sonos app. And like, if you do have other Sonos speakers in your home. This will become yet one of the of the family of speakers you can control through the app as well. And of course, you can play music through to this. It's Bluetooth on board, so you can just if the TV is turned off, you can just use it as a music speaker if you want to just hear your tunes. You can also control the soundbar through the Sonos app and via Apple AirPlay to uh, say you've got an iPad or an iPhone and you're using AirPlay to to direct content or music to the to the speaker. You can do that as well. And if you want to get creative, say you, are, you might have a couple of Sonos 1 speakers, you can actually add them to the system wirelessly and turn them into rear speakers. So you can enhance that surround sound setup if you want to, So to add a bit more detail there. Now, Sonos Ray, it's going to be available on June 7. But the price is going to please you as well. It's only $399. So I think that's a pretty affordable price and you're getting... A lot of technology there, a lot of quality. Sonos know what they're doing when it comes to audio. Their previous soundbars, the Beam and the Arc, have been excellent. And this is kind of a shrunken down version of, of, uh, of the soundbar. So you do get a bit of, uh, it might be small, but you get a lot of punch. You get a bigger sound from your TV. Worth it, I think. If you if you got a maybe a smaller TV, or you just don't want to spend big money on 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 the on a sound bar, this could be this could fit quite nicely. It's small enough too to actually fit inside your entertainment unit. You know, there's a space for uh, inside your entertainment unit to put your sources and stuff like that. It is if it's wide enough, you may be able to fit the Sonos uh, the Sonos Ray underneath there. So you still and then you're still able to project all those sounds around the room, or like everyone else, you can still put it in front of the TV. There's plenty of room for it to sit there. It's not gonna it's not tall enough to to uh, actually get in the way. So worth worth checking out. Sonos Ray out June seven, price of 399. And if you want to read it, read more and see the pictures, check it out. Techguide.com.au.
0: You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. they're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi.
0: All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide
1: Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash AU. Belkin make a variety of products, including MagSafe devices, power banks, earphones, you name it, Belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I get a lot of people asking where I did my drone course. I'm I'm a qualified drone pilot. And I do talk about drones a lot. And when I mention the fact that I'm licensed, I've got my license. A lot of people say, where'd you do it? How'd you do it? Where do you go? Uh, I have written a story about this a few years ago. I got it in 2016. I got it in November 2016 or early December 2016. And it is the, what I had, what I got was the remote pilot visual line of sight. That's that's what I got. Uh, and it was the UAV Air Certificate three aviation course uh, it's the, it was approved, of course, by the Civil Aviation Safety Authority and the Australian Quality Training Framework. The qualifications also include an aeronautical radio operator's certificate. So UAV Air is the company that I did it through. It was a it was a five day course. So for five days, it was like eight till four, where we were learning theory. We did have some, some time to fly, so there were periods where you actually flew the drone, so there was actual instruction of, the, of flying the drone. There was a lot of time spent learning uh, not only how to operate the drone, but also how to uh, operate the radio, how to communicate, but also reading maps and finding out exactly where you can fly the drone. Now, this license is essential if you wanted to fly a drone professionally. So you need to, to, you need to be, have your license and... If you want to also insure yourself as a drone operator and the drone, the only the first thing the insurance company is going to ask for is your ARN, your aviation reference number. So you do need to have the license before you can get insurance. Um, where I did the course, I don't know where they still do it out there, was out at City Farm in Carmsley Hill. Uh, the course, the, the classes went from nine till four thirty every day. So it wasn't eight till four, it was nine till four thirty every day. And there are 14 modules that you work through, and I'm pretty sure that's still the same. So, you know, things like managing and operating the remote pilot aircraft systems, applying regulations and policies, uh, managing pre and post flight checks, managing human factors. Controlling the drone, launching the drone, managing in abnormal flight situations, recovering the remote pilot aircraft. So all of the managing your RPA's uh, aeronautical radio communications. You know we even learned learned a bit about meteorology and judging the weather conditions. That's all part of it as well. Uh, A massive part of this course is all about safety. You need to know the rules. You need to know where you can fly. And how close you can go to things, how high you can go, and knowing that information, just getting your license isn't just about knowing that. Everyone knows that. There's a slip of paper in every drone that's sold in Australia that tells you you can't go above 120 metres, you can't fly it closer than 30 metres to people and buildings, but there is so much more of knowing about safety, and that includes managing your battery, managing all these other things, uh, n- making sure that you're not flying near buildings and people, and all these sorts of things. So, it was it was a rigorous course. Plenty of plenty of practical time, so plenty of time with the with the remote control in your hand. But and instructors are second to none to excellent instructors. Instructors who are among the best drone operators in the country. I think one of mine one of my instructors uh, is is in heavy demand on movie sets. He does a lot of drone shots and shooting for movies. So uh, it, it was a, a fun week. And uh, if you've flown a drone, you you know how to fly the drone, but having this qualification but also the the insights and the experience that you get and what you learn from these uh, instructors I think is quite valuable. Uh, my course, as I said, I did for at UAVA, uavair.com.au. Uh, my story as well about that, if you want to search for it on Tech Guide, I wrote all about my experience, and you see a photo of me after my graduation. I'm congratulated by my instructors, and there's pictures of me flying with my class. That's an interesting thing too, the thing too about the class. There were several that we were all sort of had different backgrounds. There were there was a couple of guys who ha, who had uh, farms, so they were going to use it to monitor their crops and their fence lines and stuff like that. A couple of real estate people who wanted to just take photos of their houses. Uh, myself, I just wanted to have that all round experience. There was a couple of others that worked in different industries, so uh, it was a really really nice group. Uh, all, all men too, by the way. My class. That doesn't mean that women can't do it, but that that my class just happened to be all male. There were no women in it, but I'm sure there's plenty of women who have drone licences. The the number of people using drones professionally is just growing by the month. There's so many things you can do with the drone now. It's not just a flying camera anymore. It can do so much more. But if you want to read about that, uh, my UAV Air course, just search for UAV Air on techguide.com.au. And that is the full-time siren of Tech Guide episode 502. And by the way, we've also announced uh, or we've, we've notified our winners for our 500th episode celebration competition. So check your inboxes, people. There might be a little surprise there from young from Stephen Fennec. And if you got an email from me, uh, you've won a prize. We've got one, I think, of 12 prizes. So uh, check your inbox. Uh, those prizes are already on their way to you. If you want to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, there's two ways you can do that. You can send me an email, info at techguide.com techguide.com.au or hit the ask Stephen icon on the right hand side and I will that will that will get an email to me. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great companies that support. The Tech Guide Podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.